heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Locked On Cavaliers podcast, your daily look at the Cleveland Cavaliers, brought to you by FearlessOrder.com and the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Chris Manning, your host from Fear the Sword and The Step Back. Today, uh, we have an interview with Paul Lucas, the head writer and founder, I believe, of UniWatch, which writes about jerseys and design and, and looks at jerseys in a really interesting way. He has a review of the jerseys you can go find on ESPN and on UniWatch of the Cavs' new jerseys, the ones we've seen, at least. Um, he is not the biggest fan of them. He'll be upfront about it. I'm not either, but you get about 20 minutes of him and I talking about the jerseys, what we might like to see um, in the future. And he has a very interesting pick for what his favorite Cavs jersey is. So something different, something a little bit more trivial, but I think you guys will enjoy. Uh, we'll get back to the Kyrie trade talks next week. Um, we'll have Adam Mata's finally get that podcast up for you guys and maybe some other stuff. Um, and Cavs news, a couple things. Uh, we'll start with the the, the schedule. Uh, preseason schedules out. The Cavs will start um, October fourth, and then the five preseason games. There's a post on that after the sort. No Columbus or Cincinnati games this year, which is unfortunate for those fans and uh, the people that only get to see the Cavs when they go to those cities in the preseason. But um, I can shorter preseason. You can understand why they might not be doing it. Additionally, the NBA has announced some marquee games for Christmas, and the Cavs are on Christmas, 3 p.m. against the Warriors, and it's in Oakland. So third year in a row the Cavs have played Golden State. Makes a lot of sense. And this year it's in Oakland. Um, also on opening week, the Cavs have two nationally televised games. They are the first game of the season on Tuesday, October 17th, against the Boston Celtics. That's at home. Uh, the, the Warriors also have their ring night that night. And the other opener night game, which Cavs fans I'm sure will love watching the Warriors get their rings as they play the Rockets, and that Friday, the Cavs will be in Milwaukee facing Giannis and the Bucks on ESPN at 7. Um, so you got a full schedule comes out next week, but you're getting a teaser of what's to come, and I think all those matchups for when they're scheduled and everything like that make actually make quite a bit of sense in terms of visibility and the right opponents and yada, yada, yada. Um, and I'm just going to say this now, don't read too much into the Cavs and how they look on the first night of the season against Boston. Um... Additionally, David Blatt, um, in an interview with the Jerusalem Post, says he wants to be the NBA next year. That's ex-Cavs coach David Blatt wants to be back in the NBA. I, for one, think he would be a good candidate for certain jobs if it's the right fit for him, and I, I hope he does get a chance to um, do this again. Additionally, there's a David McMenamin from ESPN said I was on a podcast and said that Kyrie would go days at times for without talking to different Cavs teammates. Uh, that's quite an interesting tidbit there. And it, it's really sort of interesting to think about what Kyrie's relationship really is like with the rest of the, of the locker room. Um, but that's it for today's news. Uh, we'll be back on Monday with a mailbag episode, which, again, you can drop questions in to LockedOnCavs at gmail.com, to LockedOnCavs on Twitter, to our on our backslash Cleveland Cavs. We have a post-up over there. And I'll be, rec again, recording this podcast live at 2 p.m. on Sunday. So all you got to do is go to facebook.com backslash Fear the Sword 
and I'm going to record the podcast. You can answer any questions there, send them in ahead of time, and we'll, we're going to do it live. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that. Like, it was a lot of fun for me to do that last week on Facebook. Um, and we'll be back again next week, probably three episodes next week. We'll see what happens, but that's the plan for the moment. But here's today's show with Paul Lucas from UniWatch on the Cavs' first two new Nike jerseys. You are Locked On Cavaliers, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Cavaliers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Paul, I appreciate you coming on. Um, the Cavs jerseys, you wrote a very detailed review of them over at ESPN. You had There's comparisons up for the listeners out there. You can go find this where there's the old jersey versus the new jersey for both of them. Uh, if I remember correctly, you gave the, the new wine ones a, a C plus and the new white ones a B minus. To start with the white ones. What do you like about what they changed? And did you actually do you even like the white jerseys they had before? Uh, I, I should say, and I, I mentioned this in in my ESPN piece, that I think the the high water mark for the Cavs uniforms was during the first LeBron era. Uh, you know, before he left and played for Miami, I think the uniforms they had during that period, uh, you know, two thousand three, two thousand four, in there. Um, with the script, the diagonal script, yes. uh, and the number uh, off to the side underneath it. I, I love that uniform. I thought it was a great uniform. Uh, you know, I think, I, I know that's the, the jersey that a lot of people burned when he left. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I don't live in Cleveland. I'm not a Cavs fan per se, so I don't have any emotional feeling about it either way. Uh, I know a lot of people, you know, like I said, they burned that uniform. The Cavs ended up winning a championship in the next uniform. So a lot of times fans sort of attach emotional value to to a particular design. I'm just looking at it strictly from an aesthetic standpoint. Yes. I love that uniform from the, the first LeBron era. And the one that uh, they replaced it with, uh, which they started wearing the first year that he left and that they've been wearing up until now, I always thought it was kind of bland, frankly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they did win a championship in it, and therefore I realized people feel a strong uh, emotional attachment to it. But I always thought, you know, and especially because they started wearing it right when he left, and I thought, man, they lost their best player, and they, they really lost a lot of visual pizzazz. Uh, you know, it looked basically, I feel like what they've been wearing these last several years is like a a fairly generic NBA uniform. Uh, it, it's it's fine. It's like nothing. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not awful, but there's nothing special about it either. You know, it's it has this sort of symmetry with uh, you know the first and last letter of each word. You know, whether it's Cavaliers or Cleveland it is enlarged, so there's got the symmetry to. But it just it 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 has always felt to me rather undistinguished. You know, perfectly mm-hmm. adequate, but like a middle of the pack uh, kind of design. Uh, so with that long rambling introduction, I, I feel like uh, they still have a middle of the pack design with their new uh, their new design. And uh, there are things I do like about it. Like uh, there's a lot of small but I feel very effective bits of gold accenting on mm-hmm. the white uniform, like on the collar. 
and on the sides. And uh, I thought they, I, I'm particularly impressed by how restrained they were with the accenting on the sides, like the side panel of the jersey and the sides of the shorts. That's that's an area where designers have tended to go a little nuts lately uh, with basketball uniforms and with NBA uniforms. You can put a lot of stuff on the sides. You have like a big, thick side panel with all, you know, thick striping or something like that. And and they didn't do that here. They They have fairly subtle gold accenting and it's really nice uh there's gold accenting on the collar and that's really nice Mm -hmm. uh what i don't like uh is and and this is really what dominates the feel of the uniform and the feel of like all the cabs new merchandise and and i think you know basically their overall visual program is the new typeface that they're using uh which is all sharp angles and kind of pointy you know, letter forms and the negative space within the letters is, is very sharp and angular. Uh, and it looks to me like it, 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 it feels sort of Dungeons and Dragony or, or something like that. It, or, you know, I get it, Cavaliers, they're on a, you know, there's, there's this sense of knights on horseback or something like that, that or musketeers or, you know, all that sort of um, heraldry that goes with uh, the team named Cavaliers. Uh, but the, there's something about it that just, feels almost like comic bookish to me, this particular typeface. And this is very Nike. Uh, Nike creates custom mm-hmm. typefaces for teams, um, often with this very aggressive, um, sharp-edged feel to it. Uh, and, and that's what they've done here. I really don't like it. Uh, that's just me. It's my taste. Uh, I don't care for it. Uh, at least on the home, or we can't say home anymore because yeah. there, no, there are no more home or road designations, but on the white jersey, at least there's only four letters on the chest because yeah. instead of saying Cavaliers, they're saying Cavs. And I'm fine with that. Uh, you know, Some people don't like it when teams put a nickname on the jersey, like the Arizona Diamondbacks have D-backs or, or whatever. There's, there's plenty of examples of that. Uh, I'm fine with it. I, I think, you know, not many people, it seems to me, say the word Cavaliers out loud, you know, yeah, in people full. Do. People say Cavs, and, and I think it's fine to have Cavs on the yeah. jersey. Um, so you've only got four letters uh, in that typeface that I don't like, which, <laughs> so the fewer letters, the better from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so I don't think it's a terrible uniform. Uh, like I said, I think it's like middle of the pack for the NBA, but it's nowhere near the heights that I felt they reached uh, during that first LeBron era where they had the script Cavaliers. Uh, that, to me, was the, the best uh, the best uniform. You're listening to Love Advice with Leanne. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Leanne. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Why, in your professional opinion, do you never take my calls off the air? Is this Carl? Yep, it's Carl. I mean, we had a few dates. Everything was great, I thought. Uh... Well, you know... When you switch to GEICO, you could save a lot of money on car insurance. Okay, awesome. You should call them. I will. GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. That this team ever wore. That's a very interesting choice for, like, the best uniform I've ever worn, just because, I, at least from the people you know, I interact with, and really in my own personal tastes, I've always loved the... Um, the Mark Price era, like the blue and the orange, that's always been my favorite. Like that, and that logo has always been my favorite Cavs logo. Even if the jersey is a little, like it feels sort of dated. Like I don't know if that would, like that color combo, like would work as well now with like mm-hmm, just how mm-hmm. kind of bright it would be. But I've always, like that. I'm kind of curious to see if they do something um, with that. But that's you're the one of the few people I've ever talked to that like loves the. And it's I don't even know if it's the emotional thing. I almost think it's just kind of like they feel very. 
um 2000 like those those first lebron era jerseys like feel very mm-hmm. like 2000 side of that era um go ahead if you're gonna say them uh so you you think it feels dated and to me i i think that design feels timeless i think the uh, front of it does i should say like the side the side to me is always was the thing i never loved about it, it was like the side mm-hmm. like the big bold like the big stripe on the side Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's like what I was saying. That's one of the nice things about the new mm-hmm. the new design is that it they didn't go nuts uh, with the, the side panels. I'll say this: you know, if you look back at Cavaliers history, this franchise has had a number of I, I would say more than its share, more than most teams, very very distinctive uniform designs. Not always for the better. Uh, you know, there were some designs that uh, you know maybe uh, might have been uh, ill advised. But certainly uh, a very visually distinctive franchise, yeah. uh, and so you know the, they, there's, they've certainly you know pushed the envelope in that regard over the years. We can forget the '90s jerseys ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> those those very interesting '90s jerseys. Um, the wine jersey, I though in comparison to for me in comparison to the white one, which I'm, I don't remember which ones I kind of which ones association. I mean, you know, whatever. I, I'm trying not to use those words yeah. because to me those are just marketing words, yeah, and it's 100%. not my job to do to do the NBA's or Nike's marketing for them. No, there's 100%. a white jersey and there's a color jersey, right. and that's you know if they're no longer home and road, then I'm just going to be calling them white and colored, or in this case, white and wine, or white yeah. and maroon, whatever. Uh, so, um, yeah, you were saying. Yeah, I I don't I like the white one better just because like I just don't really like the wine one. Like I don't like the I. The color is fine. Like, I don't mind wine. I just think what really bothers me with this jersey, the typeface I don't like either. I don't like the the, the number being navy. Like, it just it's hard to read, like, even just on a screen. Um, I just I just that to me kind of kills it for me. There's other things I don't like, and I don't hate the color wine. I've never, like, hated the wine jerseys. But this, I just, I like the white one better, and I'm not even a very big white jersey person. <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody seems to have uh, immediately homed in on, and myself included, homed in on the the blue number mm-hmm. uh, on the on the you know the maroon background, and uh, of course it does have a little gold outlining to help it stand out a little more. But it doesn't seem that doesn't seem like enough. And I always try to caution everybody, uh, including myself, that we have to see how it looks on the court. You know, the the way something looks in a promotional photograph or at a press conference is not always indicative. Uh, of how it's going to look on the court, but at least based on first impressions, uh, it does look like the number on the chest is a little hard to make out. Uh, and you know they put the the chest lettering, which on the the wine jersey spells out Cleveland. Um, they put that in gold, and that you know that that pops and that that's easy enough to read. Although it does have a whole lot more letters in that typeface that I don't care for. Um, but then the number, instead of being gold to match the lettering. Uh, is blue and it, and it's a dark blue, a navy, as you said, and it it really doesn't stand out. It's like not enough contrast, and or at least again, that's the initial impression. And that seems so obvious. I almost have to feel like like it's it's got to look better than that on the court, or or else they wouldn't have done it because it it seems like it, it can't be that obvious a mistake that the that the team and the league and Nike would have made, you know, we, we may quibble with, you know, our taste may not match their tastes or my taste may not match yours or whatever. But, um, but the NBA and Nike are not stupid. You know, they wouldn't do something that, that obviously doesn't, doesn't work from a, a simple functional 
perspective, or at least you'd like to think they wouldn't. Uh, and there are a few things more functional about a basketball uniform than needing to be able to read the numbers. So, you know, the ref needs to be able to see the numbers to signal the scorer's table when he's calling a foul and all that business. Uh, so uh, you hope that, uh, that that number on that uniform will be easier to read uh, and discern uh, when, uh, when the games actually tip off. As we as you look at the Cavs overall plan, they also have they debuted this a while ago. So I, if you don't remember exactly every detail, that's totally okay because I don't. But they debuted the so- almost like a soccer crest, uh, that black yeah. like on the black underneath, and the new, and the new type kit which we, we've talked about. What did what did you make of that? Like that because to me, all I can think about when I see it is that it does feel like a European style soccer crest. Um, that depends on what they want to do with it. Uh, uh you know. In and of itself, I have no problem with that. And, you know, as soccer gets more popular uh, in America, you know, it, it had always been sort of a second-tier sport, but its popularity is growing. Uh, MLS's popularity is growing. They're adding new franchises. Um, you are seeing elements of soccer uniform design come into the other sports. Uh, the Utah Jazz this past season introduced um, an alternate jersey. Uh, it was one of the sleeved alternates, and you know that probably won't be carried over for, for the next season. Uh, but it looked very, very soccer-like in its design, and people were even immediately calling it the soccer alternate. Uh, in hockey, in the NHL, uh, the Florida Panthers uh, a couple years ago introduced a new uniform set uh, that had a very soccer-like crest on the on the chest and people again were immediately saying hey that looks like soccer and i don't think this is an accident i think uh, you know that as as soccer gains popularity in america you're going to see more and more influence and cross-pollination uh, of soccer uh, soccer type aesthetics uh, affecting the uniform designs of the other sports that's a very good point i think you're definitely right but then i think some of the the merch that we've seen from the Cavs is kind of it reminds me of like when i'm buying like tottenham gear and i'm just like yeah this is what it feels like when the Cavs will have two more jerseys left um like every every team will have four with the eight teams that'll have with the holidays around the corner now's your chance to save time and money at safeway stock up sale plus earn four times gas reward points on participating items look for tags on items like honey nut cheerios select varieties are four for eight dollars with your club card and select varieties of betty crocker cake mix brownie mix or frost are 10 for $10 with your club card. Maximum gas reward at participating Sunoco stations is 20 cents per gallon and $1 per gallon at Safeway stations in a single fill of up to 25 gallons. Other restrictions, limitations, and exclusions apply. For complete details, go to Safeway.com. Five because of their throwbacks. Last thing, what would you sort of like to like? What do you, what do you, do you have anything you're expecting or is there anything you want to see them do differently from what they've done or just that would differentiate or maybe improve upon the first two that we've seen so far? Definitely not expecting anything. Uh, as, uh, I mean, if there's one thing you learn in this game is that uh, you know teams and leagues and manufacturers have their own plans, and uh, I try not to predict. I try to just respond uh, and report on what happens. Uh, although I guess I did just predict that uh, <laughs> the team were influenced from soccer, but not for like on the on the micro level of what a specific team is going to do. I, I try not to get involved in that. Uh, what would I like to see? I'd like to see less of that typeface, I guess. Uh, so it would be nice to uh, be nice to see uh, if they, you know, it, it remains to be seen what these uh, alternates are going to be like. You know, these two alternates that each team is going to have, and one is supposedly uh, inspired by um, the quote-unquote athlete's mindset, whatever that means, and one is going to be 
whatever they're the, the new version of, of what the NBA has traditionally called a pride uniform, right? Mm-hmm. Inspired by or, or uh, saluting the local community. Uh, so there's a lot of directions you can go there. And we really don't have any indication yet because we haven't seen any of those alternates yet uh, of how far out there they might be. Like, are they going to be just, you know, different colorways or, or sort of, uh, fairly closely related iterations to the the white and the colored uniforms? Or are they going to be completely, you know, completely different kinds of things? They're, we we don't know. Uh, and so um, that's one of the interesting things about this new NBA uniform program is that uh, they're about to break some new ground, uh, and we'll have to wait and see what it's like. Is that are they waiting to de- debut those just because it builds suspense of some kind for them? Like is that the uh, I don't know. I I do not know uh, if if it's to build suspense and to sort of draw out, uh, yeah, that sense of anticipation, or uh, if some of those designs literally are not ready yet to be shown, or if they're ready to be shown, you know, like the design itself is finalized, but they're not ready to be sold yet, like they don't have the actual uh, retail product ready to be in stores yet, or if they're trying to, even if they could sell it now, if they're trying to wait to sell it until, um, uh, you know, the holiday season, uh, and that they'd rather, you know, sort of do a retail drop in time for that. Uh, it may be a combination of all of those things, but I don't have specific information on that. Uh, last, last thing here. the With the Cavs having right now, they've won. They have the Nike athlete, LeBron James. There is also Kyrie, who for now is on the team and is also a very established guy at, at that company. I mean, is there? I mean, does it seem like for this that there would be any extra emphasis on on what they're doing because they have like players connected to that company, or are we seeing, regardless of the situation, it's just what the team sort of wants without any sort of like player or like LeBron spin on some of these things? Because this doesn't feel like something that fits in with like the LeBron look of his shoes. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't seem like there's a connection there. And I was kind of wondering if like that's something you think we might see, just hypothetically. Um, I'm not sure I fully understand the question, but like, uh, I, I would go ahead. Yeah, like if there's like LeBron is this Nike athlete, like he's this he's like the face of Nike. Like, could there be something where the jerseys like do have some of like his like design aspect of it because he is so associated with that brand and with this specific team? LeBron is a special case. Uh, you know, there may be plenty of teams that have high profile Nike athletes, but there is nobody like LeBron James. Uh, and I suspect there is nobody who has the clout of LeBron James. And I, uh, I, while I do not know this for a fact, I would, I would be very surprised if the Cavaliers wear anything that he had not signed off on, essentially, uh, or been consulted on, uh, or known about before it was going to happen. Uh, so uh, I, I don't think that every high-profile athlete has that level of clout or that level of involvement. And again, I don't know for a fact that he does either, but... I I wouldn't be surprised. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, Paul, thank you so much for your time. And uh, everyone, you can read his review over at ESPN. And the site Uni Watch is a must read if you're trying to keep up on all the jerseys and everything else happening in the design world of sports. So, Paul, thank you very much. My pleasure.